You are listening to the Illuminated Life Podcast with Trish Johnson. This podcast is dedicated to sharing inspiring ideas, strategies, and stories that can help you discover your path to an illuminated life. intentional in there, but I'd like to start this episode off with a question for you. Do you take care of yourself? So think about that question before you answer. If you said yes, how do you take care of yourself? Most people, when I ask that question, are quick to answer yes, but when I ask them to share how, this is where it gets difficult for people to answer. And if people are able to answer how, when I ask them when they last did so, a lot of people struggle to answer specifically. And I believe there's some confusion out there because I often get asked, isn't self-love and self-care the same? It's not. So self-love is bigger than self-care. Self-love includes self-care but it's about loving yourself unconditionally. Self-love is paramount to living our best life. Self-love is appreciation and acceptance for all of you in the present moment, just as you are. This is hard for us to do. No matter what you do or don't do, what you have or don't have, loving yourself unconditionally. It's loving the bright and easy to love parts that we're so proud of, But it's also loving the hard to love, dark, shadowy parts that make us feel shame if we let them, and everything in between. It is always loving yourself inside and out, completely, wholly, radically. Self-love, on the other hand, is a way that we make sure we are getting the time and attention we need to feel at peace. So if you're feeling frazzled or snapping at the people around you, chances are you're probably lacking in the self-care department. And to make things even more complicated, and unless we're being really intentional about self-care, it can be easy to miss the mark. So I'm recording this episode just following a four-day, four-night trip. And I say trip in quotation marks (laughs) because I took this by myself, but I didn't really go very far. I actually reserved an Airbnb and it was basically about 10 blocks from my house. And the whole intention was to just get away and have time to myself. This wasn't intended to go explore new places or visit friends and family. This was just a trip for me. And I try to do this kind of trip about once a year. And during this year, I had to do it twice because with COVID, There's been little to no time by myself, and we live in a very small ranch house, and for most of the year, we've been renovating the basement, so we've been living in really tight spaces for most of the time that we've been um, trying to stay healthy and out of, you know, out of the public and trying to keep our 
um, exposure down. And so it's been extra difficult to find that time. And I really feel like I can't even hear myself think sometimes. And in fact, I'm shocked that I actually have a quiet moment to record this episode because about five minutes ago, my daughter was playing her viola. (laughs) She's only in sixth grade. So you can probably imagine what that sounds like on a daily basis. But anyways, back to this trip I take. I have really limited, when I go, I have really limited contact with my family. And this means that if my kids need me or my husband needs me, they need to go to each other and they need to figure it out. Um, I also try to keep my connections, uh, to, I like, usually what I do is I'll call them once a night before bedtime. But other than that, I really try to keep my connections with them limited, um, as well as with friends. I tell my friends, I'll see you on the other side and don't, don't be hurt if I don't message you, but I'm doing this for myself. And when I'm away, I try to do as much self-care as possible. So I meditate and I do yoga and I practice mindfulness. That's the majority of what I do. Um, and you know, I set some limits, uh, with social media and my email and internet usage too. And I never turn on the TV. Like those are kind of my guidelines for my trip away. And the only thing I allow myself to do if I watch anything is, uh, courses on personal growth or, you know, videos that are really helpful to personal growth or mindfulness. And so I use this trip to take, like I said, to take really good care of myself. Um, and this isn't the only way I take care of myself and it's kind of an extreme example, but I feel it's probably my most favorite. And since most of us can't pick up and leave every time we feel tattered and burned out, it's really important to work proactively on a daily and weekly basis to tend to our self-care. I did want to bring this up though, because sometimes we need a jumpstart or sometimes we just need to step out of the chaos to reset or to check in and have the space to do that. And so that's why I wanted to share that example and because it was really cool and I love doing it and it was fun and I feel totally recharged. So, um, let's talk about your self-care though. And self-care is different for everyone. Um, it, but it is really important for each of us to know exactly what it means to have good self-care. And to lay a good foundation of self-care, I want to talk to you about giving from your saucer. So in episodes 13 and 14, I talked a little bit about this, you know, that need to give from our saucer. So I want to bring that back into the conversation. By this, I mean that we must fill our own cup so full that it overflows into the saucer holding the cup. So I want you to really get that visual because think about it. The more commonly known expression is that we must fill our cups before we give to others. However, that just means as soon as we are full, then we become depleted and then we fill and then we get depleted and then repeat, fill, depleted, fill, depleted. We're never really full. And if we are, it's very momentarily. So self-care is how we get our cups to overflow. And it is part of how we love ourselves because self-care is part of self-love. 
And when we approach self-care with this idea that we must serve those we love and our communities from our saucer, then we keep ourselves full. And by doing so, we are much greater service to the world while we're living more joyful lives. And that's the win-win, right? And so with that in mind, I want you guys to think about understanding the importance of keeping ourselves full and now talking about ways we can overflow our cups. So one way to do this is to think about the things you do in your life that bring you feelings of peace or calm or joy and energy. Um, Oftentimes when I'm asked like, how do I know? You'll know because once you do it, when you're done doing it or while you're doing it, you'll start to have these feelings of joy and energy. And when I refer to energy, I want to make that important to know that it can be that soft energy, that soft hum, or it can be wild, exciting energy. The key is that it's the kind of feelings that enhance your life and don't leave you feeling depleted. It can also be helpful to think about what is draining your energy when you can raise your awareness around the things that deplete you. You can either mitigate their impact by following these activities with experiences um, of acts of self-care, or you can work to minimize and possibly eliminate the things from your life that are draining. Self-care doesn't have to just include what we can do for ourselves, but just as importantly, what we should not be doing or be doing less of. Again, although self-care means different things to different people, there are some basic things that can be followed by all of us that will definitely contribute to self-care. So one of those things is to create a no list. So the things you do not like and you no longer want to do. And examples might be like not to check your email at night. Um, That can be really draining. I wish this was something my husband would do, but he can't. So um, because of his job, he has to be available. But if you can, that might be an example. Um, Maybe not attending gatherings you don't like. Um, I know that I hate birthday parties, <laughs> like not like adult birthday parties, adult birthday parties are fun, but kid birthday parties are something entirely different for me. And so that might be something that as a mom, you relinquish, you ask if your child can come on their own, or you ask your partner or a friend to take, um, your kids to birthday parties. Uh, You might also decide that you're not going to have your phone around during dinner or in the evening. Um, Another example of ways that we can take care of ourselves is to follow a nutritious and healthy diet. We know that that's taking care of ourselves, right? We can get enough sleep. Remember that as adults, we need seven to eight hours of sleep each night. And a lot of us are lacking in that department. Um, this is one of my favorites, Embrace Jomo. I just learned about what Jomo is, and that's the joy of missing out because so often we're afraid we're going to miss out. And giving ourselves permission 
to revel in not always being a part of something really can bring you energy and in turn is a really great way to take care of yourself. You can also create something, you know, knit, crochet, sew, paint, write poetry, create songs, um, make a new recipe. Creation is a really great way to play and play is a great way to um, bring self-care to your life. Uh, Another thing you can do is unfollow people in your social media feeds that suck your energy and bring you down. Um, You don't need that and you can be kind and considerate and just let people know that you are limiting your social media contact. Um, another thing you can do is use relaxation exercises or practice meditation. This is one of my favorites. Um, I used to hate to meditate. I'll talk about that some other time, but, um, when you practice meditation, it, it really is kind of the best gift you can give yourself. Um, and there's layers, there's the simple, uh, gift of stress relief. And it can go as deep as connecting with your true self um, as you practice meditation and it, and, it, and so much in between there too, but it is a really powerful way to take care of yourself. Um, and it's something you can do any time of the day. It doesn't have to be an hour in the morning or an hour at night. You could do a minute of meditation. And on that note, you know, practicing mindfulness by just doing nothing and observing the present moment that is one of my most favorite things to do when I take these trips away by myself is just to sit in silence and not have a dog barking or another dog chasing the cat or the hum of the fan or the buzz of the TV or the violin, I'm sorry, the viola in the background um, and just being in the present moment. Now, That I love when it's quiet, but it can be just as powerful when it's noisy to just be and listen to the sounds in your world around you. Um, Another thing that's really important is to spend enough time with your loved ones. So there's always a balance, you know, with COVID, we are probably spending a lot of time with our loved ones, but is it quality time? I think that's another piece to take into consideration. Are you all just kind of hanging out? in the same space, or are you having conversations or playing games together? Um, all of that is something to keep in mind, um, and really important. And that's friends and your family and all those people who are important in your life. Um, you can do at least one relaxing activity every day, like taking a walk or listening to music or whatever it is for you, taking a shower or a bath, um, find clothes that fit comfortably and feel good. Ladies, I'm talking good underwear, good shoes, things that feel great. I love my hanky pankies. They have been life altering. I'm sorry if that was TMI. Anyways, find good clothes that fit, feel comfortable, make you feel good. It doesn't have to be yoga pants and a sweatshirt. Like it can make you feel good too. And they make some good yoga pants that look like work pants. Um, So when we all go back to work, Another thing is to do at least one pleasurable activity every day. So that might be writing or reading a book or something that you find pleasurable. Incorporate laughter into your day as much as possible. This one is big. 
Um, and it is one that I think that unless we are really intentional about is really hard to include in our day. Um, I just had, I have my own coach too, um, because I believe in the power of coaching and we were just talking about making things fun. That's one of our favorite questions is how are we going to make this fun? And lately, uh, we've been talking about placement, the strategic placement of googly eyes. And about three weeks ago, she challenged me and I decided to just, you know, be a tortilla fairy and leave tortillas everywhere. Just, you know, because... And for me, I think it's hilarious. And everyone around me thinks it's really stupid, but I'm having fun. And so incorporate some laughter in your life, figure out ways to do that, get creative. And um, like I said before, you know, my example of taking a trip away, sometimes we just need to create a hard break in our lives to do a reset or a revive um, I like to call it to reilluminate, And so that's another option for you. And if you're looking for ways to do that, if you're feeling like you got a lot of roadblocks and able to do that, reach out to me. I will help you work through that. So you see, there are so many ways when we take time to think about um, how we can take care of ourselves. There's plenty of things to try. And that might be a keyword too, is try something and see if it brings you that energy, brings you that joy. If it doesn't, ditch it, get rid of it if you can. And if you can't, work to minimize it. Um, so another way that we take care of ourselves is by taking action and integrity. And I'm taking this phrase from my coach. And action integrity means that we do the things we need to do even though we may not want to. And these are the things that take care of ourselves. So getting our yearly exams, our dental appointments, exercise, eating healthy. And yes, sometimes our lizard brain won't want to do it and will scream and throw all the excuses out there. Um, but by not doing these things, then we aren't taking care of ourselves, And then we're out of integrity with ourselves. And so this is where I like to talk about balance. And when you think about balance, exercise is part of self-care. But by forcing yourself to do exercises in ways that are unhealthy, so I think about I have clients who are so hell-bent on losing weight, and so they're exercising and over-exercising and doing things that are not gentle and kind to their bodies, this is not action in, in integrity. This is, an, this is not self-care. And so when you're thinking about the things that you need to do that can be difficult to do, you need to make sure that there's balance. And so um, another example is like it you know, having a glass of wine may be a way to take care of yourself, but when you're drinking to escape feelings or drinking in excess, then that's not a form of self-care. So watch out for behaviors that might feel like self-care, but aren't. Um, a shopping spree may feel like a great way to take care of yourself um, in the moment, but if the outcome is stress and frustration because you added to your credit card debt, then that is not self-care or always staying home and not connecting with others. This is another form of escape and again, not self-care. So it's important to consider all these things when you're thinking about how you can care for yourself better. So 
let's talk about what gets in the way when we try to incorporate self-care into our lives. See if you hear yourself in any of these examples. Um, One of them is being reactive. I think a lot of us can relate to this. So this is when we get to the point of burnout before we heed the call of self-care. We're pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves to a breaking point. And we have this feeling of mentally and physically being exhausted. Um, Oftentimes when that happens, we start to shark out at people. We're yelling at the person who's cut us off in the, in, on the road. Um, We've snapped at our coworker. We're irritable. We don't have the patience. And um, not only is that not fun, but typically that's followed by getting sick um, because we crumble under the weight of everything. And only then, only then do we take care of ourselves. And I say that with a pause because even then there are people who don't take care of themselves and continue to push and push and push. And so being reactive um, is by being forced to take care of yourself out of necessity because you push yourself too far. And um, when we take care of ourselves this way, which I argue is not taking care of yourself, is really a fool's errand because this is what keeps our cups from never being full. And when we take this approach, the we're only putting a Band-Aid on things and the problem and not really closing the wound. And so there is a better way, and that is through being proactive and preventing burnout uh, before it begins. And that is why I take those trips, and that is why I'm incredibly intentional about self-care. And I'm not perfect at it. I have lots of practice, but I also have a lot, uh, a lot of ground to cover and a long way to go yet. Um, but I've also come a long, long way and, um, can encourage you with, uh, lots of love to, to think about how can you be more proactive versus reactive. So in addition to not being aware and intentional, this one is huge. This is the one I hear the most, um, is feelings of guilt and, Feelings of guilt are typically things that get in the way of self-care. Um, not one of my clients or people I talk to about this can honestly say that they don't feel a smidge of guilt when they step back and do things for themselves, at least at first. And so hear me loud and clear when I say that self-care is not selfish. I think I need to say that again. Self-care is not selfish. Um, when I have clients that are struggling to take care of themselves, it can be helpful for them to step back and look at the cost of not taking care of themselves. And this is why it's not selfish. If you look at the cost of not taking care of yourself, you will realize that it doesn't just impact you, but it impacts everyone and everything around you. There is always a cost to not taking care of yourself. If you are having feelings of guilt about around self-care, take some time to step back. What are the costs that are coming about in your own life and your relationships, 
due to you not taking care of yourself. And no, there is no such thing as taking too good a care of yourself um, as long as you are taking care of others too. Now, some of us have limited support from others or perceived lack of support, and that can also get in the way. Um, There are people who legitimately have little or no support from a spouse or family, and this is where you have to get creative and work to find ways to build in self-care. And for people in this type of situation, they are probably the most in need of self-care. And this is where building connections with others can be really handy. Um, On the other hand, there are many of us who have a perception that we don't have support. I was one of these people. Um, I didn't think that my husband would support me. God knows why he's awesome, but I didn't think that he would. And that was all because of this preconceived notion. And I suspect it was probably from watching my parents um, and their relationship and the way that I was raised. But for a long time, I didn't want to ask. And I just made these assumptions. And you could be in this boat if you catch yourself saying things like, well, they expect me to do this, or this is my job, or I should be able to do all this. I hate shoulds. Watch out for shoulds. So if you hear those things, keep an eye out. Is this something that you perceive? And additionally, many of us um, are just too afraid to ask for whatever reason. And yes, I'm talking to all my pleaser friends out there. You know who you are. (laughs) We don't want to put anyone out or to be a bother to anyone. So we tell ourselves things like, well, they're too busy. Um, I want my kids to have this. Um, I don't want to inconvenience my spouse or my kids or my family. Get over it. I'm going to tell you, get over it now. Those who love you will want to help you out and they will be grateful when they aren't at the sharp end of your stick because you've neglected to take care of yourself. I can't stress this enough. So often we worry about putting people out, but people who truly love us, who are in our life, want to help us and want to do things for you and want to, um, oftentimes don't know what to do. And so asking people for what you need, um, is a huge part of self-care and a great practice if you're not doing it already. Okay. So another thing that can get in the way of self-care is control. So don't deny it. (laughs) If this is you, it's okay. I can relate. We love you. We'll love ourselves through this, but many of us want to be in control. And when we ask others to step up so we can step back and regroup, then that means we have to relinquish control. And that's at least temporarily, but this can be very, very hard. Um, If you're having trouble letting go, Again, take some time to consider what those around you gain when you let go of control. If you take this seriously, I know you will start to see the gifts you give others by letting go. There is so much to do. I know, I hear you say this. There are still things to be done. I hear it. And I have to fold these clothes. 
if you're hearing yourself say these things, step back. Um, clothes don't have to be folded. I know, I know, I can't believe I said it. But oftentimes we're doing way too much for the people around us. Um, so where are you doing things that maybe those people could benefit from doing? And I kind of speaking to moms here because I have lots of conversations with friends and clients over folding laundry and um, not about folding laundry, conversations aside of laundry while people are folding laundry for their kids. And I'm going to highly encourage you to look for those places that your kids could step up and take care of those things. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect and it won't be perfect and you're going to have to let that go. Um, but I'll give you a little story real quick. Um, my mom did my laundry until I went to college and I didn't know how to do my laundry and I ruined so many clothes my first year of college. Um, it was obscene. And the crazy thing is, though I loved it growing up because I never had to really do much of anything except for vacuum, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in myself and my own abilities. And it's little things that we let our kids do that build that confidence and trust in themselves because they've had all this time to practice with you there. And so keep that in mind when you're thinking about letting go of things. Um, you know, and, and referring back to when you let go of control of things, other people can step in and help and other people want to. Maybe not the kids, but other people, the people who love you, the adults in your life probably want to help you out. And the kids, it's just good for them. It's plain good for them. So another thing that gets in the way of self-care is that we compare ourselves to others, especially those we love and, and admire. Um, so I have, I've had a client who has this husband that does amazing things. Like he just, like Captain Awesome. He does all this work during the day and then he comes home and he like builds fences and plants gardens and all this stuff. And she was trying to keep up with him because she loves and admires him, right? And um, admirable, but she was getting exhausted and it was really hard for her to stop and say, I can't do all those things. I am not built like that. And I'm taking care of two little ones under the age of six. Um, and just by realizing that she was trying to keep up with him because she was comparing herself and her contributions to the family to what he was doing. And that's a trap we can fall into. Okay, so lastly, our worth, our belief about our own worth um, can get in the way. And this is also a big one. Uh, many of us believe that we're not worthy of self-care. And this one is really sneaky. We have to watch for it. Um, we have to be really, 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 really careful because it shows up in ways that are hard to see. So if you hear yourself saying things like, oh, they need shoes so my dental appointment can wait. Um, 
who am I to ask them for this when they work full-time job and, and I'm part-time? Um, I should be able to handle all of this. What's wrong with me? I just need to suck it up. So if you're struggling with feeling worthy, then you have some work to do in the self-love department. If you're feeling unworthy of self-care, then ask yourself if a spouse or a child or a family member had asked for what you need, would you not think that they're worthy of it just for the sake of who they are and just being here on this planet? Um, so if you're asking for things that somebody else might, um, you think that somebody else deserves, then you deserve it equally. Um, so it's really, really important that, you know, we are all worthy of self-care. And if you don't believe it, then we've got to talk. So set up appointment with me, um, because I'll help you get through that. All right. So remember self-care is what we do deliberately and intentionally in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health and good self-care is important uh, to increase joy and high quality relationships with ourselves and with others. I want to invite you to take some time today to think about how you answered my opening question and how you would answer it now. Give yourself a, a self-care rating on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest. If you are honestly at a 10, then that's awesome. Great. How can you support others in getting to that same level of self-care? Do you hear friends and family saying things that I've talked about today? If you do, think of ways that you can help encourage them to take care of themselves. Now, if you were not at a 10, then I want to invite you to take some time today to reflect on what you can do to improve your self-care. So what do you see as potential roadblocks is going to be important for you when you do this? But then I want you to create a self-care plan for yourself. Keep in mind, you want to stick to the basics. So over time, you'll find your own rhythm and routine. You'll be able to implement more and more. So um, you'll be able to identify what's uh, more specifically what forms of self-care work for you. Um, keep in mind that self-care needs to be something you actively plan rather than something that just happens. Um, it is an active choice. Add your self-care activities to your calendar, announce your plans to others in order to increase your commitment, um, actively look for opportunities to practice self-care, encourage others to help you remember to take care of yourself. And lastly, um, stay conscious. What worked today may not work tomorrow. So revisit things after a while, make adjustments and make adjustments accordingly to that. Um, keep track of what you're doing and how it's working. Practice this for two weeks and then check in with yourself. Rate your level of self-care again to see if there has been any improvement. And if after having taken this time to make improvements, you're not finding success, let's set up a time to talk. Um, during a discovery session, we can work to find your path to self-care. Hopefully, I have driven this idea home that self-care is crucial and to know how to take care of ourselves is really important. It is our own responsibility, no one else's, to take control of our own self-care. And I promise you won't regret it. And never forget, as with everything, self-care 
takes ongoing practice. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next time. Please join me next time as we continue this journey together. Until then, be better today than yesterday and live life illuminated. Thank you so much for listening to the Illuminated Life podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please leave a quick review in iTunes. Also, for free resources, show notes, and ways you can work with me directly, head on over to www.trishjohnson.com. That's www.trishjohnson.com.